Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. It's time. Father, we thank you for your holy and mighty word. We thank you that your spirit has inspired it and preserved it. And I pray that you would release the power that is in it uh, through your servant, and we will give you all the glory and the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Without going into a lot of detail, we've covered the passage in Romans 12 about gifts. Every believer has at least one spiritual gift. I've asked you to fill out a survey. We have surveys back there on the table as you leave by the um, offering box. Just drop in your $1,000 and pick up your survey. No, that's a joke. The next time I take up an offering will be the first. So at any rate, uh, we want you to have that, fill it out. And if you would, if you would share that with uh, Pastor Wayne, uh, Pastor Jeremiah, or myself, and um, let us know where you are. This is how God has gifted you to serve Him and to serve His body. Not just a gathered body, but a and scattered body. This is a body gathered. And when you leave here, you'll find bodies scattered for you to minister to. And uh, it's all Christ's body uh, if you're a believer in Him and made Him Lord of your life. We found out in Romans 12 that there are some motivation gifts there. In other words, there are certain ways when you were born again that you were spiritually wired, just like you received physical characteristics through your DNA and physical birth, when you are spiritually reborn, you got through the coming in of the life, the life of the Holy Spirit in your human spirit, that life-giving person of the Spirit of God, when you made Jesus Lord of your life, came into your human spirit and you received certain spiritual traits. And among those traits were giftings. Every believer has at least one. And uh, motivation gifts, there are just certain things that, that, that are the way you are spiritually wired. We looked at those um, the last uh, two, two times, so we won't go back in and, and talk about that. <coughs> Suffice it to say uh, that you ought to take a look at that. And um, I've got some notes especially on that uh, gift of prophecy. And uh, we'll get back into that as we go along. But today, we move from the, manifest from the motivation gifts to the manifestation gifts. If God the Father gave you, when you were born again, certain characteristics of Himself, you're born again in the image and likeness of God. And if God the Father gave you some spiritual characteristics that motivate you spiritually, then we find in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 
that the Holy Spirit gives gifts, and they, you don't own these. The Holy Spirit moves on different believers at different times with diff, in different ways for the purpose of edifying, that is, building up, ministering to the body of Christ. But <clears throat> I want you to notice at the end of verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12, the Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. To each one. Every born-again believer has the ability to operate under the direction of the Holy Spirit in one or more of these gifts as He wills. What does that mean? You can't turn this on and off. You, you, you can't say, well, I got this gift, it's mine, and um, let, me just, let me just say something here, and I know a lot of you get a lot from uh, television ministries and all that, and well and good, but I want to tell you something. The Lord does not gift His body with spiritual gifts to create human celebrities. He gives His body to equip you to operate in, out of grace to bring glory to Jesus and to minister to His body. Not to make you a celebrity. A lot of people might need to hear that loud and clear, Buzz. So let's look at some of the ways that the Holy Spirit will gift different believers. All right, <clears throat> verse 4. There are, now that is at the operation of the gifts in the body. Hopefully there you've already seen the operation of spiritual exhortation, teaching, You've, you've engaged in worship, you've received um, just words of encouragement from uh, the, 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 the songs, from the pastors. But look, there's a lot of different gifts, and I want you to know this, your spiritual leader, leadership believes in every one of these. Now, some of you would just say, of course you do. But I want you to know that there are different places in, in Christendom of wonderful people who, for whatever reason, conveniently lose, leave out some of these because it would make them uncomfortable. And there are some whose spiritual leadership have decided, ah, you know, we're not even going to recognize that as a gift because it might disrupt what we think we need to be doing. But I want you to know that in all honesty, I've never been able to find any place in the Word of God where Jesus has decided, you know what, I decide I don't, I'm not going to, 
I'm going to withdraw that one. That, that one doesn't work anymore. So if the Lord has not withdrawn any of these gifts, it would behoove us to find out where, what they are, how they operate. Amen? So let's take a look here. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Differences of ministries, ways to serve, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, listen, is given to each one for the profit of all. Everybody say this with me. The Holy Spirit and His gifts are to minister to all. Now he's talking here about the assembled believers. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Now last time we defined the word of wisdom. Let's, let's go first to the word of knowledge. To another the word of knowledge. I don't know how many of you were here last time or how many of you listened to the tape. But in my closing prayer... The Spirit of God took over that prayer, and it was not just a benediction. There was a word of knowledge given to me by the Spirit. I don't know how many of you remember that, but the Spirit of God revealed to me as I was praying that there were many under the sound of my voice who were having great pain and heartache with their adult children. I had not planned to say that. It was an interruption of a prayer to listen to what the Spirit was saying. And I don't know if you'll remember it or not, but there then came a heart cry by your pastor for wisdom and discernment for you to deal with that pain that you're going through with your adult children. There was also a stand in the authority of the Lord Jesus and the Word of God that the devil would not destroy your family and that the enemy would have to cease and desist in his attack to bring disruption and disunity to your family. That originated by the Spirit through a word of knowledge. I had two or three people during the week after that say to me, that's exactly what's going on in my family. We got a lot of heartache right now and disunity among our adult children. Well, I didn't just come up with that. The Spirit, that was a word of knowledge. What is a word of knowledge? Let's take a look at it. The word of knowledge is the special ability given by the Holy Spirit, to receive information from the Spirit of God, which does not originate from natural human sources. In other words, your brain is not the source of it. Your mind is not, that part of your soul is not the source of it. It originates in your spirit man from the Holy Spirit. But it operates for God's purposes. It's not spiritual fortune telling. 
It's operation for the purposes of God. If you're really operating in the word of knowledge, sometimes you'll just know when you see somebody in here, boy, you're, that person is going through a tough time. They really need some encouragement and prayer. Nobody told you that. You're not walking in some kind of witchcraft. The Holy Spirit was saying to you, you got an opportunity to minister to somebody here today and to bear them up with your love, your encouragement, and your prayer. It's a word of knowledge. Do you know what Pastor Jeremiah said several uh, weeks ago? It's been probably two or three months ago now that um, his youngest son, Caleb, who is, by trade, a professional actor. He lives in Hollywood. and But two or three years ago, I guess, he was in the service and was out of work and uh, was really disappointed, kind of discouraged. And during the prayer time, during the prayer time, he stood for prayer. How many of you know it's important for you to stand for prayer if you need it? Don't be so proud that you won't admit you've got a need. If you'll humble yourself, God will be attracted to you, and He'll lift you up. But during that prayer time, people went over to Caleb, and Jim went over to him, and told him that the Lord was going to open doors for him, big doors. It was a short period of time that Caleb called me on the phone and told me, and I'm sure he told you, that what God had spoken to him that day in, that, in this little gathering had come to pass that CBS had offered him a three-year contract. That's pretty big. Next day. He didn't know that. A man had just stood for prayer and the Spirit gave him some insider information. Now, if you're in banking, you can get arrested for that. But if you're walking with Jesus, you're going to be a blessing. Amen. Everybody say, I'd love to have that gift, Lord. Okay, so if the word of knowledge is some information given to you by the Spirit of God for His purpose, the word of wisdom, what's the difference? All right, let's take a look at it. The word of wisdom is the special ability to see issues and circumstances from God's perspective. How many of you know a top-down view always reveals more than a lateral view? And the Word says, if you'll ask God for wisdom, James 1, 5, He'll give it to you. And He won't beat you up when you ask for it. He'll give it to you freely. 
But wisdom is the special ability to see these issues and circumstances from God's perspective and the skill to apply that Spirit-given perspective in life situations. I didn't read this somewhere. This is what the Spirit has given me to share with you. The special ability to see issues and circumstances from God's perspective and the skill to apply that in Spirit-given perspective in life situations. See, let's give an example. Let's say that the word of wisdom is some insider information of something that is going on or something that God wants to go on. Let's take the example that I just told you that last time we met, the word of knowledge about conflict with your adult children going on and some of the heartache that you're experiencing. And if you were listening to that word of knowledge, you were saying, okay, I'm not in this alone. My pastor, is, he has gone before God and he is asking for the Lord to defeat the enemy's assignment on my behalf and he is asking me um, some encouragement that when I'm in this, I'm not in it alone. That would be a word of knowledge. But what would, a, what would a word of wisdom be? When the Holy Spirit begins to say to you when to talk or not to talk to your adult children, how to talk or not to talk to your adult children, what to say or not to say, to your adult children. When to get on the phone or just go to heaven in prayer. Wisdom will take God's knowledge and tell you how to apply it, when to apply it, what to apply, and when to leave it alone and let God do the rest. You see the difference? The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Boy, do we ever need to operate in those gifts, right? Well, three of us do, but I know most of us really need to operate in that word of wisdom. All right, let's go on. And to another, faith by the same Spirit. You know, the word says in Romans 12, 3, that God has given to every believer a measure of faith. Did you know you didn't even get saved without a little faith? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, by grace you're saved through, faith. and that not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Amen. Yes or no? Yes. God gave you enough faith to believe and receive Jesus as your Lord. But how many of you know, for a lot of us, that gift of faith has not been developed to a higher level. There are some that the Holy Spirit will give a gift of faith. Pastor Dina, my wife, has the gift of faith. If she hears something from God, brother, that's all there is. She don't even have to consult her theologian husband. Buddy, when he... God says it, she believes it, 
That's it. That's one reason why a lot of you have found that her prayers for you are so powerful over all these years. She'll believe with you. And she won't quit. Well, Pastor, what happens when what you're believing for don't turn out the way you were believing for it? You've got you to gotta learn to, that faith needs a partner. It's called trust. You can trust him when you don't get it. You try to choose to, and God will give you the grace if you'll choose to. Amen. Faith. Faith, is, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But guess, guess what? Faith can be developed. You say, boy, I sure would like for the Spirit of God to give me a greater measure of faith. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, increase our faith. And so Jesus sat down and said, okay, do this, 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 and this. No, he didn't do any of that. He said, Lord, give us more faith. Increase our faith. And here's what he said. If you had faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you would start using it. You would say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Faith is developed. It gets stronger and deeper and wider through use. You know that most of the body of Christ is in spiritual, um, just, you know what atrophy is? It's when things that you need in your body start shriveling up by lack of use. Lack of use. You can get spiritual atrophy by not using your faith. So Jesus said, it's not the level of faith that you're, that, that's missing. It's you're not doing anything with what you got. Start with what little bitty mustard seed size of faith and start using it. Start speaking in line with your believing. It's getting good in here. Faith. By another, the gifts of healings. All right. Now let's take a look at that. The gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Did you know that healings, uh, tongues, interpretation, miracles, those were left out by the maker of your um, uh, spiritual gift survey? That's sad to me. But I'm not going to leave it out. The gifts of healings. What does that mean? I got it in your outline there. Would you look at it there on the back? Gifts of healings are the special ability by God's grace, by the Holy Spirit, to participate in God's, God's healing ministry. This gift may or may not incorporate natural or medical resources. Natural medical resources are limited. God is not limited. Amen. 
Listen, you've heard me say this all the time. And we, we are blessed to have physicians, physicians assistants, and nurse practitioners, and all kinds of people in medical science in our church. And uh, boy, what a gift you are. God has used medical science to bless me for years. Years. It's light. It's not darkness. It's a gift. But medical science, as wonderful as it is, has limits. God says, for with God nothing is impossible. Can I ask you something? When you read the first four books of your New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, did Jesus heal anybody? Did he? He did, didn't he, Jacob? Didn't he? Well, what are you going to do with the verse in Hebrews that says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? So if he did, he does. He hasn't changed. Yes or no? Gifts of healings. That is, there are certain supernatural things that God does. You know, there are a lot, I don't understand this. It's, um, that's way above my pay grade. I've prayed for many who have gotten eternally healed. And boy, they're better off than I am. I can tell you that. But I've also seen on occasions when the Holy Spirit used the gifts of healings that, what did that do? It brought glory to Him. Did, I hear, did you hear what I'm saying? God doesn't give gifts of healings to create human celebrities. Many years ago, I received a word that there was a woman in South Alabama who was told by physicians that the, the cancer was such a level that she wouldn't last over the weekend. And the man who was telling me this said, I, we just believe we have got to come this weekend and receive prayer. And I said, well... Can she physically even make it? He said, well, we're going to get in the car and try. She's told won't make it through the weekend. <clears throat> she came to a service uh, that I was in. The Spirit of God began to move in this service. My goodness, it was something else. I looked back there, and I saw this little fragile lady she was young, and the gentleman who loved her enough to do whatever it took to get her to where God had told them, you've got to get to that service. Only time this has ever happened in my whole ministry. Only time. I looked at her, and the Spirit of God...
Spirit of God came on me. I gathered some others around, and we prayed a prayer of faith. Last I heard, she went back and her physicians couldn't, could not believe. She wasn't checking in to die. She was testifying of life. And I have lost contact. I don't know how long she lived after that. I don't understand all that, but I can tell you that sometimes the Holy Spirit, as He wills, you cannot turn that off and on. You can't manufacture it or reproduce it. You can't make it happen. Did you hear what I said? You can't make that happen. The Holy Spirit of God can do things as He wills that bring Him glory and edify His body. Let's look at this next one here. The working of miracles. Now I want to tell you that next time we, we, we're going to get to prophecy, we're going to get to the discerning of spirits, we're going to get to tongues and interpretation, we're going to talk about what it is and what it isn't. There's, it, it's, it's not gibberish, there is legitimacy and there's out of bounds stuff that has given some of these gifts a bad reputation. But I want to tell you something, God is a God of order. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 40 says that let all things be done decently and in order. And that's what we do. But I want us to see one more here, and that is the working of miracles. The working of miracles is the God-given special ability to cooperate with the Spirit of God to accomplish acts which are beyond natural explanation. There's no way you can explain it. And which give glory to God. The human part is to hear and believe God, to trust Him and obey. Does God do things like that? You remember the prophet Elijah? There was an incredible drought in the land. People were dying. And God showed him a little widow who had one little vial of oil left to bake a cake for she and her son, and then they would die. They would die of starvation. And Elijah, the prophet, said to her, if you'll take this and fix me something to eat, God, you, you will invite God to get involved and you and your son. This won't be the last meal. You'll have plenty. And what did that widow do? She didn't, she didn't argue. She stated the facts. This is it for me. But she believed the Word of God and the man of God. She made the cake. She fed the prophet. And the Word says that the rest of her life, she never ran out of oil or food. If you will listen and believe God, you're not going to run out of anything that you need. Trust Him. You remember... Uh, When the Roman soldier came to Jesus and said, My servant is lying sick and is dying. 
And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And uh, the Roman soldier said, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but I'm a man under authority. I know what authority is, and if you'll just say the word, just say the word, it'll be enough. And Jesus said, I hadn't seen this kind of faith, not even among the Israelites. And the Bible says from that day, from that moment forward, that servant was healed. We see about uh, the um, ruler of the synagogue whose daughter was sick, who just believed God and the Lord healed her. You remember Peter in the book of Acts, after he had preached, there was a, a lame man in the gate of the temple. And Peter went up to him and said, I don't have any silver or gold. He was begging. But he said, what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And he arose and walked. Do you remember when Peter was in jail and was going to be martyred? The church prayed. He was miraculously delivered through an angel and earthquake. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. God is not limited by any situation. We saw, um, Dwayne, you mind if I share uh, something here? Pastor Jeremiah and I got a message from Dwayne Moore. He and Karen are faithful members of our church and minister to a lot of people. And um, Dwayne was on his way to the hospital. Somebody uh, that he knew and loved had been in a vicious motorcycle accident and um, appeared to be dying. And Dwayne, you tell me if I'm getting something wrong, but um, you asked Pastor Jeremiah and I to pray with you. And when you got to the hospital, he was on a ventilator, life support, and basically a vegetative state. We prayed, Dwayne went back and forth, and in his unconscious state spoke words of life beside his bed and prayed mightily for God to touch him, to bring him out of that on his way out situation and to save him. That happened this week. Just take a look at that. Hallelujah. What do you believe in God for? Don't give up. You might be right on the verge of a miracle of God's grace. And Dwayne, if I remember correctly, and it's the man was not only delivered from physical death, you led him into a prayer to receive Jesus. Is that right? 
That's the biggie right there. The giver of gifts is still working miracles. And guess what? He allows us to participate. We don't do the work. We get to participate in the process. Maybe God is saying to you, I want you to walk in some of these gifts that I'm willing to give you to operate for my glory, for my glory and for the well-being of my body. You say, well, Pastor, I would really love to... Chapter 14 and verse 1, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Do you desire to walk in these special abilities that the Spirit would give you for His glory and for the good of the body? Not to make you famous, but to bless your Lord and to bless the body that you are associated with. I want you to know as your pastor, I want for the gifts of God's Spirit, for His glory, for His body to operate. Decently and in order. Okay, so next week we're going to go farther down the line in some of these gifts that maybe are a little bit harder to understand and see what the Word is saying here. And... Um, My role, my assignment from the Lord is to teach you, to equip you, and it's your role to ask the Spirit of God to do that work in Him, in you that He wants to do. All you got to do is trust Him, obey Him. You don't do the work, but wow, what a ride if you'll just get in the car. God is not going to force on you something that you don't want. If you don't want any of these gifts, the Lord is not going, He's not going to force it on you. We tend to shy away from what we don't understand. That's a mistake. Ask the Lord, the Spirit of God, to give you revelation of what He wants to do because I want to tell you one thing in closing if you will desire any of these gifts and ask the Spirit of God to give them Jesus said it like this if if you ask for a fish you think I'm going to give you a serpent if you ask for a piece of bread you think I'm going to give you a rock your Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. Ask the Lord for the gifts and be willing to operate in that which the Lord gives you. Well, let's all stand.
Are we learning anything? Gifts. Everybody say this with me. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts. The gifts of the Spirit. I desire to walk in every one of them. I am willing to submit to you as you will to allow the gift to operate in me for your glory and for the good of your body. Use me to serve your people in Jesus' name. And all the people said, go with God and He's going with you. See you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.